That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, well, uh, how much did you need? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? You all I've ever wanted, but I'm terrified of you. was a role models we rap we don't think I ain't here to argue about his facial features or here to convert atheists into believers I'm just trying to say the way school need teachers the way Catholic need Regis that's the way y'all need Jesus so here go my single dog radio needs this then say you can rap about anything except for Jesus amen hey welcome to the black out tips podcast with your host uh, Rod and Karen and we got our guest in the house, uh, my man Justin. Say what's up to the people, man. How y'all doing? Good to see y'all again. Yeah, we talked to uh, we talked to Justin like what about three, four weeks ago now, man. Yeah, it's been a good minute. Yeah, but uh, been trying to get him back on for a minute, but you know we just try to get everybody on, and um, you know, but we got finally got him back. So uh, I guess we can start talking about shit again. Yes, sir. Um, well, don't forget, speaking of talking about shit, you're, you're able to leave comments on the podcast by going to Podomatic.com, or you can go on iTunes to leave a review, or go to Facebook, search for the Black Out Tales, and our podcast group will come up. Just choose to like it, you know. Uh, I don't know why they don't say you can be a member anymore. Mm-mm. They just change it to like, or I guess there's no dislike, so you can like the group, but that makes you a member, so... Y'all like our group, please. Please, I want you to like me. <laughs> yes, and that was confusing. Because I was like, hey, um, how do I know that I'm a part of the group? And like, it don't tell you you're joining or nothing. I was very confused. Oh, and also, for those of you out there that are artists, we are looking for artists for a logo. So if you're out there and you can draw, send us your pictures or anything like that. Yeah, anything that makes you think about black people tipping, um, I guess that would work. <laughs> so, I'm not sure what image that would be. And I'm pretty sure. Be it's very a, creative. A lot of racist stuff. No tea party signs. Okay? No tea party signs. None of that shit. Just real, actual uh, artistry. Um, Alright, don't forget the unofficial sport of the podcast is... Bullet Ball. 
And the official weapon of the podcast is the taser, saving a lot of lives one vote at a time. Yes, you know, sir. straight to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they tell you. To, I don't know. If, don't take that part for for your for uh, Karen's word, y'all. I don't know if you can tell you people straight to the heart. <laughs> Just violent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of uh, don't forget July's undress month. Um, we still have zero naked pictures of women, but if you do feel inspired to undress this month, send your pictures to the black guy who tips at gmail.com. You know, I know it's a lot of pressure to be, you know, a lot of women like, I don't want to be the first. I don't want to be the first. Listen, once you do it, a lot of women gonna start doing it. So don't worry about it. You will be the first of thousands, and nobody will care afterwards about who it was. So, you know, just remember that. Um, so we saw some movies this week, mm-hmm. and we forgot to talk about a movie we saw last week. Um, okay. We saw a cartoon movie, um, another one of those Justice League movies, yes. except it was uh, Batman and Superman, Public Enemies. That was the name of it. It was excellent. And Chuck D and Flavor Flav wasn't in it, which was kind of confusing. Because no. I spent the whole time being like, so when is uh, Terminator X going to come out here and put down some beats? But... None of them ever showed up. Mm-mm. But uh, it was good, man. Um, basically, uh, the basic plot is that uh, Lex Luthor is the president of like the world or some shit, right? Yeah. And uh, Superman and Batman end up getting framed for the murder of somebody. And then like every bad guy in the history of DC comic books comes down on them to fight them. And then it's kind of like it's a little weird because... There's a scene or two in there where they're fighting like 50 of their baddest villains. Like everyone except maybe the Joker. They're fighting the best villains they've ever fought. And they're not even like taking more, much time to beat them. They just like flip over Bane, cut cut that uh, juice to Bane, the steroids that goes to Bane that makes him a big dude, that makes him strong. Cuts that line off of him so all of a sudden he's, he's, he's weak and you knock him out and then like... Like these, you know, like the scarecrow come through. You just like roundhouse that dude. You're like, really? I remember comic books where it took like three, four, five issues to beat the scarecrow. I've been working out. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's like, I don't have time for this shit today. That's the ACC superhero. Yeah. And of course, they still don't kill nobody, so they no. beat up all them villains and get away. But still, it's I'm joking on it, but it's actually real good. Very good. It's actually really good. Um, what'd you like about it? I like just the whole concept, man, of them being on a run and and them trying to be recruited by Lex Luthor and how uh, Batman, no, Superman kind of knew something was wrong, but he actually, what he did, he actually recruited other heroes to help him. And so not only was he fighting the villains, he was fighting other heroes that was actually commanded by Lex Luthor. So they was just kind of fighting both sides. It was also odd that none of the other Justice League people was in there. No, no. Like, you no was like, Superwoman. y'all couldn't have called up Wonder Woman or something. No Green little, Lantern. Like, all the heroes that was on their side was like the B-list. They want to pay their royalty check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all that DC is. was like, that's enough money. Uh, this budget is getting out of hand. Um, also, uh, we watched, um, well, not we. I watched Gran Torino. You yeah, ever seen Gran I Torino? Didn't. I have seen it. I didn't watch I, that. I read your comments too I on dis- Facebook. I dislike Gran Torino. Uh, not because it's... I don't dislike it as far as I could never watch it again or something. Like, I just don't think it's the tour de force people think it is. I think it's hilarious. It's, I think it's a long, boring movie. Yeah. But 
it was still a good movie in my opinion. So, a lot of people say, what'd you, okay, so what'd you like about it? Because a lot of people were like, that's a good movie. I that's liked a good his movie. blunt racism. I, I liked it was in your face, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, deal with it, <laughs> type of racism. That's the type of racism I like. It were, well, I do like in your face racism, you know, I know that. Um, but uh, it did, it reminded me of like a Chappelle skit. That someone accidentally found and yes. took serious. I was like, oh, that'd be You know classic. what I'm saying? Like, it's like Clint Eastwood found a, a lost Chappelle skit and was like, huh, this is good. It's, it reminds you of Uncle Ruckus and his correct color. Right, right. Like, yeah, if, if Uncle ah, Ruckus was white, that would be... That would be yes. But, and, but, and that's why I liked it. Because that's what I think that's what made it funny to you. Because yeah, it's like, funny. It's funny. It was like you fucking chicks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He called, yo, he called them kooks. That's what he yeah, he called, called them zipper heads. He had a whole bunch of names. Yeah, it's like, it was hilarious. Like, this is, like, uh, I got that old time slang. Because some of them, I'm like, I, I don't know what that, baby, what is that? There was some choices in there that they made that I was like, the reason that people aren't as offended by this movie as they would be is because, like, his neighborhood was being taken over, quote unquote, by an Asian gang and Asian neighbors. If you change that nationality to, like, black, or just like Mexican that make a whole movie calling people wetbacks and niggers, that people would burn the state the well, theater down. And he picked on the right race. Yeah, because for some reason in America, <laughs> you can say anything about Asian people. Even, you know, the first person who said that the movie was good was Shirley Wong. Shirley Wong? She, the, the, uh, she um, hit me up and was like, oh, you watching Grand Torino? That's hilarious. And I start, I'm getting like 20 minutes in. I'm like, wait a, wait a minute, why do you like this? You, you, you gotta look at it like I, I bet Chin would probably like it too. Maybe I don't know. Dude, <laughs> Asian people really just are cool with the racism, I guess, man. I, don't, I mean, but I guess my problem with the movie is I find it complete. Every conversation in there, just about, I find completely improbable. It's not the fact that he's racist that bothers me, because I mean, let's be honest, there's a lot of racist people in the world. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that he's so unabashedly racist, and the people around him are so tolerant of it. Like, that would not happen. Like, I get the whole, like, okay, uh, somebody is racist, then they come over to your crib, you're like, no, I'm not helping you do anything. You you racist. But, like, it was such a contradiction because he would really be like, yo, zipper head, chink, stay off of my yarn, or whatever. And then they'd be like, oh, he helped us out the other day. Let's bring him food. Like, who would do that? <laughs> I think the Asian culture that, you think they that would do deep, that? They had that deep rooted history. I think they would. I don't. I see. In like another time, they had to be. They have to take it from somewhere. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna tell you by the ending, but there's another part of the movie where the Asian girls walking down the street, and of course the movie's full of stereotypes. It's, it's like a movie about racism written by an old white man, which it is a movie about racism written <laughs> by an old white man. Oh, uh, Clint Eastwood wrote and directed it, <laughs> and he sung the ending theme. Which was, if you don't laugh at that, I don't. I, you don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> but he's literally singing about his Grand Torino, and it's Clint Eastwood singing. Ah, in his it, real voice. Yeah, in his real voice. <laughs> All right, so um, there's there's a scene where the Asian girl's walking down the street, and she has she's with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Her boyfriend is a typical quote unquote stereotypical white dude that acts black. Mm-hmm. And there's three black dudes standing outside of a building doing nothing. They see these this Asian girl coming and this white dude, and they start harassing them like, "What you doing over here?" and threatening to rape the, the Asian girl, and she's like talking trash to him. And 
I guess it seems unbelievable to me because they were actually getting off complete sentences in that chaotic situation. <laughs> and that would never happen. Like, if three dudes ran up on you with the intention to do you harm, they're not going to sit up here and listen to this chick give them, like, a long-ass speech about why, they're, why they shouldn't be doing this and why they're stupid. And it wasn't like she was giving them a speech of, please don't do this. It was a speech like, oh, you probably would like to do that because you probably dropped out of school, you dummy, or something like that. And they're like, yeah, well, you think you got a mouth on you. Like, that would not happen. Anyway, skipping that part, Clint Eastwood sees this, and as supposedly as, as racist as he is, he still stops to help the girl. Now, you would think that a dude that racist would just see niggas fighting chinks and a white dude or a wigger and just roll off because he would just be like, there they go again. That's how I run it. We talked about that the last time I was here. They'll save the Asian woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very ironic. Let the white dude win for himself. The white man let will the save yeah, the Asian let the woman. On the corner. All right, so he rolls up and he's like, uh, and he rolls up to this, to this crew of the, uh, niggas and he's like, uh, what's up, spooks? <laughs> and they, and even they don't. And now, I, now this is realistic. I will take that. If you roll up on a crew of black people and you call them something other than the N word, there's a chance that they will at least be like, "What?" You yeah, know what I'm saying? I remember first time Riker said that. I was like, "What? What, what, what is that?" I'm confused. Because nigga is like instant ass whooping just about. Yes, it is. But um, you, you know, you roll up on them like. What's going on, spirit truckers? They're like, what? what did you just call us? Yeah, I'm confused. What so, anyway, I do believe that they might have let him, like, roll up. But then he gets out the car. Remember, he's like 80 in this movie. Okay. He gets out the car, puts his finger in his jacket, pulls it out, points at all of them like it's a gun. And then, they, uh, they basically sit it's there and let him do this. It's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's a comedy. It's not a serious movie. They, they sit, I'm, keep in mind, everything I'm describing, I'm laughing at. Like, he pulled his finger out like the dude in New Jack City that was uh, pointing at Nino Brown. He was like, idolater! Yep. You're gonna burn in hell! Like, they pulled his finger out, right? So, um, then, after he pulls his finger out, they basically are on some like, hey, what's wrong with you, old man? You better get your ass out of here or whatever. Then they let give him enough time to go back into his jacket, pull out an actual gun, and threaten everybody, and then he calls the, uh, he calls the uh, white dude a couple names and tells the black dude to beat it. Asian girl gets in the car with him, he right? He that everybody, don't he? Yeah. So the Asian girl gets in the car with him, right? He saved her. He's driving back, and then he starts spitting off with the racism to her. And she is talking to him like a normal human fucking being, and that was where I drew the line. I was like, none of this shit could happen. None of this shit can happen. You cannot be like, I saved your life. Anyway, chink, I thought you zipper heads were supposed to be smart at math. Don't you know that's three niggers on the corner? It's like, what? Stop the car, motherfucker. Let me out. I'm not hopping in the car with the racist dude with the gun. I'll take my chance with the rapist niggers. This is ridiculous. That movie was a fucking comedy. You gotta look. Who would they choose to argue with? A white man who they look at the same? With a gun? Dog, hey, that it's, movie is a tea party versus wet dream. Like you said, it's stereotypical what they think about black people. Yes, it was written by <laughs> somebody in the tea party. We that evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like niggas that sit on the corner mm. just rape people in broad day. Like white that man. is what they do. White man with a gun? Yeah. Black dudes. Yeah. Mm. It's really a tea party or a conservative like wet dream of like... The, I'm, I'm, I'm 80, but I got a gun, and I'm going to turn this neighborhood around. <laughs> it's still, can't even point it straight. Yeah, couldn't even. <laughs> man, dude, you know how, if that was a movie that was written by me, 
or it would be a short. It wouldn't even be a whole movie. It'd be about ten uh-huh. minutes long. Because the first time you tried that shit, where you put his finger and pointed at people, it would just be the headlines: "Old white man beat down by three niggas in the middle of the broad day." But, yeah, coma. Yeah, like it's just so ridiculous, dog. But um, I just the main thing was I thought the, I thought the writing of the dialogue was just so unrealistic. Like, and and I guess what what I'm more appalled at isn't the fact that people like or dislike the movie; it's the fact that people took it seriously and were like. This shit went to Oscar. Oh no! Yeah, like, they got rave reviews. Yeah, yeah. I remember the it was Oscar buzz. Came out it's when, a good movie. Yeah, when yeah. it came out, they it's raved about it. Long and drawn out. Yeah, you have to be like, hmm, do I really want to watch this today? Yeah, I would rather watch. Uh, you ever seen the movie Falling Down? Yes. Mm-mm. I would rather watch Falling Down for my uh, tea party white man NRA wet dream. I would rather watch that movie of like him being of Michael Douglas being a badass. Then watch Clint Eastwood's old a bad ass. Day in that movie. Yeah, I love it. That's a good ass movie. That, now I fucks with that movie. It started out in his car. It yeah, like, <laughs> I like all his speeches made sense because every speech he made, he had a gun in his hand. And it, was like, it was like you gonna listen to me. It's some about a gun. Like, make people listen. Yeah, like that. I got that. Clint Eastwood old ass just standing in front of gangsters and being like, "Now listen here, this is what's gonna happen. Get off my lawn." Like, okay, it would beat the shit out of you. Anyway, either that or them, either that or he trying to say Asian gangs is real soft. Um, <laughs> um, we saw Inception. Yeah, that was a great movie. I loved it, man. Oh. Um, if you're a fan of like uh, Christopher Nolan's other movies, yeah, like uh, The Prestige, Dark Knight, yes. Batman Begins, yeah, then uh, Memento, then you should see this movie. If you're a fan of those, now people that are like, I like The Dark Knight, but I didn't like Presti- The Prestige. Then maybe you should skip no, this one because no. this is a movie for thinking people. Yes, if, if, if you don't want your mind to tick, this is not for you. It ain't I, gonna smack you in the face. Ironic, the people that I've seen that said they didn't like this movie, I thought about them personally. Yeah, and I was like, mm, you wouldn't like. This yeah, movie. you're like, oh, okay, bitch, I get it. But, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> tell them about the dude that was behind you. Yeah, I was gonna say that. So we watching this movie, right? And I'm not giving away anything, but it's pretty complex. Um, there's like Christopher Nolan does this thing where he has throwaway lines in his script where it's the characters say the line offhandedly, but it's very, very important. And this is mm-hmm. every movie he has, every single movie he has has this. In Batman, it was when they called um, Harvey Dent the White Knight, and then by the end, it's like, oh shit, that's what they mean by the Dark Knight. Batman got to be the Dark Knight. Cause the white knight got killed or whatever, and, and the same thing with the uh, the prestige where like oh there's three parts to the trick, and then you think about the movie at the end you're like oh shit that was the three parts you know, mm-hmm. so um this movie they're throwing away a couple lines and I'm like okay I better pay attention to that right, so every time there was one of those rules came back, you know like they were you know and I'm not giving away anything this isn't a key point of the plot but. There's a there's a, a line where he says, hey, when you're having a dream, you know, your subconscious, if you, like, uh, fall in real life, in the dream, it'll be like you have zero gravity. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you have to use the bathroom, you'll dream about rain. You might dream about water. You know, stuff like that. Very throwaway, casual lines. Doesn't really... They're not really like stopping the movie to tell you like this is important. You know what I'm saying? They're just kind of like talking. 
Yeah. <laughs> so um, what's hilarious though is like every time one of those scenes happen where you go, where the audience is like, oh, that is right. This one nigga behind us would get uh, mad as hell and loudly mad. He like, man, hell no, man, you can't do that. <laughs> man, what is this? Like every time, man, every time he's like, man, this is some bullshit. Uh, I don't like there, like there's one of the rules in dream in the dreams. It's like the deeper the dream, the more uh, the the slower time is actually going in real in real in real time. Mm-hmm. So your dream time is going. Say, like, put it like this: in your first dream, you might be moving at six times. Your brain's moving six times faster than normal. In the next dream, which like me, a dream within a dream, it might be moving thirty times faster. You know, the deeper down you go, like, you know, by the time you're done, it's like, fuck, 10 years in one dream might be a minute of real life. So, um, <coughs> that's a key point in the plot. And there's something happening near the end, and and they slow it down to, like, this is what real time is happening. This is dream time. And they go back and forth, like, okay, this has happened in the real world. Here's what happened in the dream. A lot of shit happened in the dream, a little bit in the real world. And this nigga really thought this shit was happening at the same time. Oh, he was, he was mad as hell. He was like, why is this shit going so slow? And then... This, you can't take Kate into the movies? You, you no, know you can't. And then, then, um, you had a sticker to tore everything up. Yes, he was mad. And then, um... So, the movie, it leaves you to the last second going, like, mm-hmm. I have to find out what the ending is. Mm-hmm. I have to find out what the ending is. That's the whole point of the movie, right? So the very like last scene, there's maybe a minute and a half left of the movie. This nigga just gets up and walks out and takes his girl with him. And mind your way, these tickets are seventeen fifty because we in the IMAX 3D CD area, whatever that's called. Yeah, that's too much money for my ass. We walking out of a movie. Yeah, you don't walk out of, out of an eighteen dollar movie. He didn't even watch the ending. It would have confused him more. Yes, and the ending was the most important part. Yes, it probably would have confused him more. Like this is some real bullshit. What is all these credits? <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you he got outside. It was a King Kong moment. Yeah, just saw him yeah. beat no shit. He thought his girlfriend had to leave with him. I know she if she understood the movie. I know she was pissed. I bet you said that hard with the whole shit. She couldn't understand if they were together. Well, she was um she was a white girl, and they say white girls are put up with anything. I don't know if it's true, but I don't. I can't picture me telling Karen, "Hey, get up out of your eighteen dollar seat and let's leave early." And you know she probably was understanding it perfectly fine. She probably had to walk out like, "Oh, Tyrone, you're right. It, it was." terrible. I guess I have to ask somebody how it ended. And um, so uh, the thing though is like, no, she's gonna go back later with her other yeah, boyfriend, with her white friends. Like, hey, we finished watching the movie. Yeah. My God, the nigga talked the whole thing. Um, so what? What, I, what, what bothers me though is like, was he sitting up there going like? But I don't understand how the dude could even got off the Titanic. He died on the Titanic. <laughs> this makes no sense. What is Batman's butler doing in here? This movie is terrible. <laughs> yes, what's the back A? What's going on? Yeah. Magic trick. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to do magic tricks or not? I'm confused easily. I, I should never go to movies. No. <laughs> this is not the Harry Potter movie. No, it's they not. They showed the preview, but I, why did it change into this? But, um, yeah, he left early, man. Oh, that so. was hilarious, too. And then today I watched a movie on Netflix streaming called Princess. And it's a Dutch manga, which means it was a 
cartoon or comic book. Like, you know how they have Asian comic books are called manga? Uh-huh. All right. Back uh, to Panimation? Yeah, Naruto. Okay. All right. And it was Dutch, so it's from, like, wherever, wherever that is, Denver, Denmark or some shit. All right, so it was a cartoon that was a, about, it was, like, in the in that, like, artsy anime style, but it was about a very serious topic, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was um about a dude who, um, oh, I'm sorry, and then also in the movie, they splice in between the cartoon. They have moments where they're actually watching like documentary footage, and I'm sure that it's filmed by the director to look like home videos. Okay. But it's, it's got actors in it, obviously, but it looks like it's a real home video. And the the thing is, uh, it's about a a, a a a guy who's a preacher or a priest, a Catholic priest, and decides to stop being a priest to go get his niece because his niece um, is living in a brothel she's five years old and her mother died her mom used to be a porn star and she was like the most famous porn star you know in her day so he's basically going to get the daughter of the porn star who he doesn't know and he tried to like save his it was, and, and the, the porn star is his sister you know so he tried to save his sister a long time ago and get her out of that life but she wouldn't listen to him so he went into the priesthood uh, when you know went um, I forget what they call it but when you go to spread the word you know mm-hmm. so he went to do that and then he came back and you know it was like I gotta save my my niece um, and the whole thing is like about a five-year-old who's just fucked up like just she's all kinds of fucked up you can tell she was never raised right she's been around sex her whole life she's uh she's been abused she's been you know like and there's moments that are like poignant but they're innocent where there's like she doesn't really know the difference between like right and wrong she doesn't really know the difference of like how you're supposed to be raised and you can and the thing that's 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 really brilliant about the movies you can only do some of these things with a cartoon like you could not hire a five-year-old kid and and like there's a scene where he's going to give her a bath and he's like, look, you got to take a bath to stay here. Because she hadn't taken a bath in days. And he didn't know why she wasn't wanting to take a bath. But he's like, you got to take a bath. You know, he's not, I'm, obviously he's not, like, he's still kind of innocent. You know what I'm saying? So he's not even thinking of, like, how foul these people were that she was around. So he goes to take her, get her to take a bath. She gets in the, in the bath. So he's like, and he's standing over like, look, don't pout. Just take the bath. You, you want to stay here, right? Just, this is a rule. You know, there's nothing, you know, I'm going to take care of you. And she starts trying to zip down his pants. And he falls down, jumping back away from her. Like, what are you doing? And then he starts putting two and two together. Like, somebody has been abusing her. Yeah. Like, the first night he met her, she stayed in her coat all night. So when he put her to bed, he took his coat off and saw bruises on her chest. So he's like, somebody's been hitting her. You know, like, and he's a priest. And the, he gets more and more angrier. And then that motherfucker turns to the Punisher, dog. <laughs> you fucking people up. Oh, man, he went in, man. But it's a brilliant movie, man. And uh, I'm, I'm not giving away anything with the ending or whatever. But if you want something different, it's on Netflix streaming. It, it obviously, it's for mature audiences. But yeah. there isn't any, like, actual things with the child or anything like that. But um, there are, like... Um, there is nudity in it for like cartoon nudity or something mm-hmm. like because the girl was a porn star, the sister. Okay. So um, in the beginning, dude is off the hook where like he's a priest and he's coming in to, to like get his sister, and he walks in and there's like in, into this house and there's a dude in one room looking at a monitor and he's like, 
obviously editing something for TV or something, then all these wires lead to another room. And he walks in there to get his sister, and she's pregnant, and she's getting gangbanged by three dudes. Oh. Yeah, and it's all cartoon, Ooh. and they're not really showing anything, but you, yeah. know, you know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that moment, and then it just goes from that moment to like the opening credits, and you're like, I, and they had me right there. I was like, what the fuck is this about? <laughs> like a priest just, and he's in full priest garb. Like, it's just completely like, where are they taking me? <laughs> so, like, I wanted to see the movie because of that. What made you even select that to begin with? It had high ratings on Netflix, and then Netflix, if you, like, after you, you pick certain movies, they suggest certain movies. No. So, it was one of my highly suggested movies, like, and it was a, one of the ones, one of the few that was actually suggested to me and still had, like, a four and a half star rating. I was like, well, I guess it's good. And then the, the description was like, you know, a uh, priest goes to save his sister who's a porn star, and I was like, all right, I'm in. Porn star. <laughs> Got me. I started also watching this other movie, but I didn't finish it yet. We'll talk about it next podcast. But it's called American Swing. Mm-hmm. It was about a swingers club in the like seventies and eighties. I, I heard of it, but I hadn't uh, checked it out. Dog, them fools went in, man. I, I I don't know how swingers swingers do it. They had a buffet at the swingers club. Who gonna eat that shit? That's nastier than the strip club buffet. They don't look at it that way. Ugh. Like, like, does it have a sperm guard or the sneeze guard? I have to do an expose on Swinger Lifestyle. I'm not me. I ain't going out the car. That shit sound nasty, man. But, um, anyway, man. So, uh, I think that's the only movies we saw. Um, Bristol Palin got, uh, secretly engaged. She did it to that dude. Mm-hmm. Let me read this article. It was hardly the most ringing of endorsements for from the future mother-in-law, but Sarah Palin might be excused. Might be excused any lingering cynicism towards Levi Johnston after the way she found out about his engagement to her eldest daughter Bristol. Not to mention the fact that for the past 18 months, the Palins and Levi have been trading blows in a war of words in the media. Uh, and Eli, you know, he posed for Playgirl. Uh, yeah, he did a while back, which you know is. From my understanding, is mostly bought by gay men, which is kind of odd that he was. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's mostly bought by gay men, not not. not I guess women don't go out and buy pictures of dicks. Yeah, what woman do you know? (laughs) If a woman want a picture of a dick, all she needs is a Facebook account. She don't really need. She don't really have to do much advertising, man. You know how thirsty niggas are on a daily basis. I'll navigate the internet hoping not to see dick. It's, it's not that too much. <laughs> Please, put the pictures away. Put the camera phones up. Um. Anyway, man. Young Bristol Palin and Levi decided to keep the former Republican vice presidential candidate in the dark. How hard is it to keep Sarah Palin in the dark, really? Not hard. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, breaking the news of their engagement in a U.S. celebrity magazine. Man, this family... It's all about they're just a tabloid family, man. Mm-hmm. I want to say this though: if people say that Sarah Palin is not that bright, right, and the daughter goes out having children and and gets married to this so-called gay porn star, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the new Lone Ranger, yeah. <laughs> how smart is he? I mean, how smart is she? Because she's obviously going to get cut off by her mom and them chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, could you imagine Paris Hilton and her father was like, listen, if you get married, I'm definitely cutting you out of the wheel. Yeah, and the thing is, I don't know what their stance is on this, because for Sarah Palin, she's definitely got to be conflicted, because in a way, she wants her daughter to get married to the father of her child, because it helps her image in some weird type of 
Republican, yeah. right wing, conservative, Christian way. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, at least she did marry the father of the baby. You know, it didn't happen well, the she way moved, we wanted. She moved past that though during yeah. the presidential election. She was able to overcome that. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Too little, too late. If it, if it happened right. before then, I could see her being like, "Yeah, that's a good power move for the family." What's well, a built-in excuse though? Like, if you bring up her daughter now, she can basically go hit you back with, "Yeah, but she's married to the father of her child. Can you just please give them their privacy, even though they announced in the celebrity magazine?" Like you can, <laughs> like you can kind of brush off the question now with that old BS logic of, "Hey, at least she married the father to a child." And there's a lot of. People in life that are married right now and know they should not be married <laughs> because they thought that that meant something to them. Yeah. So it does mean something. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it means something to that crowd of people that fuck with Sarah Palin. Like, you know, like it put it like this: if she would have um, just been a baby mama, there's more people that would have a problem with her being a baby mama than her marrying Levi Johnson. I ain't saying yeah. this right. I'd rather be a baby mama than married to an idiot. If anything, I could say she probably relate more. Now yeah. she actually might actually understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somewhat of what other people go through being a baby's mama. Uh, let's see. Uh, I wonder if he did it for the child support. He was like, "Fuck, yeah. child, <laughs> child support is killing me. Yeah. <laughs> what can I do?" About they want half of this Playgirl check. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Gay people don't pay that much to see a dick. Um, and her response to the marriage plans. Mrs. Palin noticeably failed to congratulate the couple who had an 18-month-old son, Tripp. Bristol, <laughs> I know what you're named, Tripp. Noticeably failed. Uh, Bristol at 19 is now a young adult. We obviously want what's best for our children, she said. Bristol believes in redemption and forgiveness to a degree most of us struggle to put into practice in our daily lives. We pray that as a couple, Bristol and Levi's relationship matures into one that will allow Tripp to grow up grace with two loving parents in his life. The reference to forgiveness stems from the public slanging match between Levi and the Palin family after he split with Bristol last year. These motherfuckers are such hillbillies, dog. Stay out of the paper. I'm going to name my child Australia. Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Levi, 20, famously called off their... Notor- their previous engagement two weeks after welcoming son trip in December 2008. He then posed for Playgirl magazine and was regularly under attack from his former Alaska governor, Mrs. Palin. Two years ago, she was 17 then, wasn't she? Yeah, but they was all underage, so it's cool. Okay. Like, he was 18, she was 17, so... Um, he provoked her fury last year when he claimed that she had called her infant son, Trig, who has Down syndrome, retarded. <laughs> I hope that's not true. And I don't even like I don't even like Sarah Palin, but I can't picture her being like, somebody pick up this retarded kid of mine. Mrs. Palin later called him Ricky Hollywood, who's an aspire whose aspiring porn career was heartbreaking. Ricky Hollywood. Is that what passes as an insult these days? I don't know. I guess I'm not on the porn jokes. I'm sorry. Yeah, Ricky Hollywood is such a like. Mm-hmm. I live in Mayberry, and this is an insult here. <laughs> That's an old people joke. I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you call him Young Blood after that? <laughs> Come on, stop being a hipster. Oh, anyway, so he's like, uh, Mrs. Palin later called him Ricky Hollywood. Right. Bristol and Levi are now on the cover of U.S. Weekly with Trip. With Bristol saying, we got engaged two weeks ago. It felt right, even though we do not have the approval of our parents. As for letting her mother know, Bristol admittedly admitted it is intimidating and scary just to think about what her reaction will be. Hopefully she will jump on board. 
I want her to know Levi has grown up and that he is going to be there for there as a dad. Um, Bristol and Levi tell the magazine they reconnected while working on a custody plan for Sun Trip. Um, yeah, you're right, dog. Custody plan? I mean, they were talking them that some numbers. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, they, was was talking, they was talking that, that monetary value. He was like, baby, why don't we just work this out? Because half is a lot. <laughs> yes. I would like to go to Vegas this year. Um, <laughs> given the background, nobody expected Levi and Bristol would ever get together again, least of all them, it seems. I really thought we were over. I had hope. I had no hope. I think we were both just starting, uh, started talking, and then we took trip for a walk. Bristol recalled that when he left that night, we didn't hug or kiss, but I was thinking how different it was. He texted me, "I missed you. I love you. I want to be with you again." I was in shock. I bet he was too. Oh, y'all, baby daddies. Y'all need to take note. <laughs> That's all you need is a text. There I love nothing, you and I miss you. There wasn't nothing but a drunk text. <laughs> You know, he was like, I did what? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, baby. Of course I want that. I meant that. <laughs> um, the couple say they will want to get married as soon as possible, although they have yet to set a date, which means she is probably pregnant again. <laughs> it would surprise me, yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations on the next retarded paling. Um, Levi insists that being together is all that matters. <laughs> With or without the payless support. Even if Bristol's parents never meet like me again, that's fine. I can live with that, but I want them to know how much I love her. After everything we've been through, I couldn't put into words how much I love her. So, alright, the, the Palins are back together, man. Y'all really think she's going to be able to be president in 2012? Hell no. No? Mm-hmm. What about you, Jay? I'm going to go with a no on that also. Yeah, I just... Hillary, she definitely, she still can't be Hillary. And Hillary don't have all that other nonsense yeah. going on. Like, I wonder this, like, what, what, what would she run as? Would she be able to run as a Republican, or would she run as, like, a Green Party or Tea yeah. Party? Yeah, she need to switch. Yeah, she like, because right now she's party. like, I'm out of the Republicans, I'm on my own shit. But, like, to win president, you nobody ever wins not being Republican or Democrat. They say it's all about the money. That yeah. Whoever spends the most money is going to win. So, other than Ross Perot, yeah. it's work. And who, and who would possibly be like, okay, I'm going to vote for her knowing that my vote won't count. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to vote for her. It's just going to hurt Republicans if she does run, mm-hmm. not as a Republican. Mm-hmm. So, She's got to come back to Republicans, right? I'm thinking. I don't know. That's my guess. Well, that might be her plan to fuck up the Republican uh, <laughs> <laughs> nomination. She's like, oh, y'all did y'all talk shit about me last time? Okay, yeah. I got something for y'all. Pay me. Wait till the next election. Run. Yeah. Wait till the next election. But See I don't happens. think, like, even, like, she would have to go even worse for Obama for me to even consider Palin being able to take him out. Like, how's she even going to get past them three debates? And she's not. And my thing is that everything is cool right now, and everybody's like, rah, rah, rah. But man, once they really gets down to it, they going to tear her to pieces. They going to play videos. Yeah. They going to play DVDs. They going to go back and play home videos. Yep. They going to go back and they going to play and they going to tear her to pieces. And they going to make her but she, like a complete she, fool. But she appealed to the hillbilly crowd, like you said. Yeah, but, it's but not are there enough of them? Are there enough of them to think, win the presidency? So, so she appealed to the hillbilly crowd, the single women. Mm. Soccer moms, soccer mom, the baby mama. She, see, but she did have think, a baby mama crowd. See, but. I don't think you'll get a lot of uh, the kind of baby mamas that we thinking about mm. on her side, and not the single women we think about either. Like, I think like women were like, I want if I had to pick between Sarah Palin and Barack Obama, 
the women was like, uh, I can't have this woman representing me. It's like, put it like this. It's like when Al Sharpton and Jesse used to be running for president and niggas had to make a choice and it was like, I, I might vote for a black man, but not this nigga. Yeah. Like, I'm going to wait till the articulate, non-perm black man comes up. Non-jerry Yeah. Can the, when Barack came up and it was like, ooh, let me see. Ooh, no activator. All right. Let's do this. No, no pressing curl. You're yeah. in. Doesn't, doesn't tie God into God into every word. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how they marginalize us anyway when you start being like, well, you know, it's like, I was talking to Martin Luther King and it's like this. Jesus would want us all just like, my white people just be like shaking their head. But I um, hear what you're trying to sell bean pies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call, my brother. He didn't have a bow tie on. He was the exact no. right type of black person that could get a vote. But um well I guess what I was gonna say though is there's too much of like this mess of her public life mm-hmm. out like stuff that has supposed to happen behind the scenes for Sarah Palin. There's too much of it that's come out publicly and it could work for you and against you. Like it yes, could work it for you because it's like, hey, we already know all your dirt. Nobody can really say anything to you because, hey, we know you're stupid and you just don't care and you're running anyway. So either you got to vote or you don't got to vote. So it could work for you. But it could also work against you because the first time you get up there and start talking, I'm going to hit play on this clip. And it's a clip of me of people going, yeah, I used to work for Sarah Palin and she never could learn Joe Biden's name. And that's why <laughs> she start, she wouldn't uh, say his last name. She could never say Mr. Biden. So she had to start saying uh, do you mind if I call you Joe? And that is a real story. I didn't just make that up in comedy for this podcast. That really fucking happened. But that's what, but I guess the thing is, she still, people love her at rallies. They yeah. still come to hear her speak. So yeah. if she's still selling out shows, yeah. I well, know she won't win, yeah, right. but they're going to have to respect her enough to put her as the vice president again. Yeah, yeah well, you, asked, you hit the nail on the head when you're like, she won't win. And I think that's more important than anything. Like, I think once it, I don't. The question for me is this: Does she know she can't win? Cause she seems stupid, and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think she really believes she can win, and I don't ever think that anybody in their right mind would have her as a uh, vice president with them ever again. I think she got people like LeBron got in his camp. They just tell her anything to yeah, boost, so continue too. to boost her ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No matter so how too. ignorant or stupid it might sound, that's yeah. true. It's only going to be one of her um, sponsorships that's going to have to pull her to. Like if she had <laughs> Nike. Yeah, Nike will pull her to the side. Like, listen, this is not okay for you to run for president. But you keep touring, you keep and, generating and, publicity, and making and Nike money. will continue to sponsor you. That's but you right. run for president, we're gonna have to cut you off. We can't do it. So let me get into this random topic. Kind of, it's not random, but speaking of Sarah Palin, it kind of ties into politics and like stupid people and whatnot. Um, I got into like this two-day argument with somebody on Twitter. Over Jesse Jackson. You always arguing with people on Trump. That's what I do, man. <laughs> I, what would I get my like? I feel like stupid people and their ignorance is my muse. You know what I'm saying? Like, what would I get my What would I get my inspiration for if it wasn't for stupid people? I'm thankful for them, but but they are frustrating to deal with at times because. There's, there's one type of ignorance where you're like, I just don't know and I need somebody to tell me. Yes. Then there's another type of ignorance that's even more sinister where it's like, I don't know and I don't want to know. <laughs> I just want to be stupid about this. Yeah. So, um. That is danger in the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they yeah. are. So, um, there's this chick, uh, on Twitter. Her name's uh, Sleep in the Fire. Mm-hmm. She don't have a lot of followers, but, um, like, she follows me, and she follows everybody that writes for the site, ignorantintelligence.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and I write for them from time to time. You know, whenever I post a blog, I put it on there, um, as as well as on our site. Okay. Um, 
So she follows everybody on there and she started following me. You know, I talk about a lot of shit, but she's supposedly like some type of uh, either war veteran or military wife or something like that. Okay. So she's very right wing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm okay with that. I actually feel like I'm somewhat conservative. You know, I don't agree with everything they say, but there's a lot of shit that real conservative shit, not actual like Rush Limbaugh said, but real like conservative things like, hey, we probably shouldn't spend so much if we losing money. That's right. Like, who can't agree with that shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, people on welfare probably should be trying to try to find a job. It would help. I, you know, and who disagrees? I, if more black people knew who helped them get welfare in the beginning, they probably would be more Republicans. Out yeah, it's, yeah. Well, I blame the Republicans have nobody to blame but themselves for being on the wrong side of civil rights. That shit gonna last forever. Like that, they, that was a major fuck up. You can never get niggas back once you be like. Hey man, that thing about you still needing to drink at the color water fountain—big misunderstanding. <laughs> Can we just forget about that and move on? Like people never forgive you. That was shit my like grandfather. That. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't own slaves. My great 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 granddaddy did. I just keep the money. But um, like, but like, like it's hard. It's hard to um, it's hard for them to get back in the good graces because at the heart of their core of their constituency like when we talked about the cocaine documentary mm-hmm. they had a lot of racial politics back in the day mm-hmm. and you know a lot of it just based on their location being in the south like they had a lot of racial politics back in the day so unfortunately for them they still have a core of people that's like even when they're quiet they're still kind of racist it's not a whole lot of them it's not the majority of them but it's enough to where they're like I don't know how many votes I would lose if I just start being like, you know what? Ain't nothing wrong with welfare. <gasps> you know what I'm saying? Best so me. Yeah, so they can't really do that. But um, what I was going to say about them is that uh, like she's hardcore, you know what I'm saying, conservative or whatever. And even though I identify with some conservative values, I, can't, I don't fuck with all of them. I think you should leave people alone when they decide they own an abortion. That ain't your... If they gonna go to hell because of their beliefs, that's what happens to them. They go to hell. They shouldn't have made the decision. But I can't make the decision for them. Um, also, don't think you can like tell somebody how they gotta spend their money. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's like uh, a tax or something where it's like you benefit from certain shit. Yeah, you need to be paying in on that shit. You know what I'm saying? You like these roads, right? You ain't never hopped in the car and been like, I'm going to hit on this dirt pathway. Like, you you be mad when you got it going on gravel. Hell yeah, because I've <laughs> been down on the gravel roads in the country. It is not fun. If your car does it, tell your tires up, your suspension, mm-mm. Yeah, I, don't I like paved roads. I don't think, um, I, I don't really care about gay marriage. And I, what I mean, I don't care. I'm not for it or against it. I really can give a fuck. Marry your chair if you want to. Leave me alone. That's all I care about. Like, it, it's really, like, there's so much stuff that they get into where they're like, hey, the government needs to stay out of our life, but then they flip it and they're like, except on these things that I don't like, then it's okay to go into somebody's life. I mean, Texas trying to ban all the anal sex because they like, that's what gay people do. Hey man, straight people do that shit too. Yeah, they do. A lot of them. Yeah, yeah don't they roll up on me. On. Yeah, roll up on me like, oh, you getting hit? 10 years. Mm-mm. But um, anyway, man, I keep getting sidetracked. But what I mean to say is like, so she's conservative and she thinks I'm liberal, which I'm only liberal on those issues Certain leave me the fuck alone <laughs> right anything that has to do with leave me the fuck alone I'm again I'm I'm with leave me the fuck alone 
You know what I'm saying? If it's like, <laughs> hey, you can or can't smoke weed, I don't give a fuck. Leave me alone. I don't care about your weed. Stay out of my shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't smoke, but you can smoke as much as you want to. Just leave me the fuck alone. Leave me the fuck alone. Right. So, um, this, she starts talking about, uh, I, I brought up, I was listening to the conservative radio on my way home because it was between commercials on a sports station. And they were talking about, um, this NAACP. Uh, passed this uh, charter or something where they were like, the Tea Party needs to stand up against the races inside the Tea Party. Why they say that shit? So now they on the news and shit. The conservative radio people had basically turned their show into a diatribe on black people. Not the NAACP. Not uh, just uh, the Tea Party. Black people. The, the people that have nothing to do with this shit. When's the last time you met a nigga that went to an NAACP meeting? Never. Not since high school. Yeah. Never. Seriously, I've never, never. I don't think I've ever met somebody that was like, man, I just came from the NAACP meeting. And uh, anyway, we was there. We voted for the leader of the black people. And of course, we picked Jesse Jackson again. Anyway, so, like, nobody does that shit. You know? I went to HBCU and I couldn't even tell you how many members was on campus. Yeah, I don't even life. know if we had the NAACP on <laughs> campus. Who knows? We had more 5%. And the NAACP. <laughs> I think we did. So, um, they were more promoted. Yeah, yeah. Wu-Tang had a 5% on lock, dog. Like, you gonna listen to the hypocritical white devil? Anyway, um, so this dude, um, so this chick is like, uh, um, when I, I, I basically tweeted, like, it's kind of funny how a criticism of the Tea Party turns into a three hour show on what black people need to do. And it was, you know, it's like people calling in, and you know, conservative radio is so rife, rife with just white people, old white people. Mm-hmm. They it's listen to it, extreme they, comments. Yeah, yeah, so you could call and they're in, angry, and they feel like everybody's stealing everything from them. They feel like they ain't got no rights now. They feel like this ain't their country now, and they're just angry. So you could call in to a conservative radio station to say something as reckless as, "Well, you know, if black people would just work harder and get jobs, <laughs> they wouldn't have all these problems." <laughs> And, and and the host is just like, yeah, well, you know, I guess uh, I guess you have to consider that. I mean, but it, instead of being like, nigga, that is stupid. Yeah, yes. brilliant idea. Yeah, I'm sure they aren't trying at all. But uh, and all of them too, not just some. They all hanging them. out at the corner store. The only good ones are conservatives. Yeah, yes. getting ready to rape Asian women. That's what they do. And the funny part is they got a producer going five, four, three, two, one, and they're straight black. So yeah. that goes to show you that it's all a game to me. Well, it's all money, but um, the That's thing right. is though, this like, so I, I was just like, man, they couldn't even stay on topic and actually address is there racism? Even if the answer is no. Even if you were gonna come out and be like, listen, these motherfuckers are tripping, have just call in if you've been to a tea party rally and say, Did you or did you not see some racist shit? They're not gonna You know what I'm saying? And if people just even if they wanna lie, even if it's the truth, whatever, they call in and they say, Hey man, I've been to ten of these rallies and I ain't never seen no racist shit. That's a show. That's Instead, shit. it turned into what niggas need to do. Well, that's more of a show. Which is always more of a show. That's their favorite topic. Like, you could be like, "What's your favorite color?" Call in, and it'll turn into what niggas need to do by the end of the show. <laughs> so, um, what was funny though is like, I tweeted out like, they never addressed this topic. Why didn't you know? Isn't it kind of odd how this show ended up being about Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, the NAACP, and two, two black leaders that really black people. Yeah, black people don't even fuck with them like that, right? So uh, I can't believe I'm taking someone to tell the story. <laughs> um, so we, so we, so we went on Twitter and asleep in the fire. Stars responded back with a typical like conservative talking points. 
And she is kind of a conservative talking point person. I don't know why she follows me. Because I'm so against the talking points. I'm for real conservative shit. I'm against the talking point shit. Where it's just like, I'm going to say this dumb shit just because, you know? Um, so she starts firing back. And the first thing she said that kind of was like, huh? Was when she was like, Jesse Jackson ain't never did anything. And I was like, that's ignorant. Like, we can have a debate. I get that. We're not going to sit up here and change facts. Yeah. Jesse Jackson. We might joke him, but yeah. he put in some work. Yeah. He, did. he still he put did in some work. Yeah. Like, I clown him the way I would clown my drunk uncle at the cookout. You know what I'm saying? I don't clown him on some, I completely never respected this nigga. My drunk uncle might have picked me up from school a few times. There might have been a few times where he, you know, let me stay over his crib. Like, yeah. Slide a dollar in your pocket. Yeah. Like, he ain't a piece of shit. <laughs> But he my uncle that I can make these jokes on. But um, and then another thing she said was, uh, black people need to pick their leaders. And I was like, okay, how many black people book the guest on Fox News? And she was like, I don't know. There's some executives there. And I was like, you got some numbers? You know what positions they in? Cause you just talking reckless. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, the people that booking the guest, the people that make sure they get Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson on their show, are people that work in the media are mostly white dominated media I remember a couple years ago they were talking about sports journalism and 90% of sports journalists are white, old white men so like you're talking about a, 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 an entire industry that's dominated mostly by white people and they're the ones who get to pick who goes on the show of course you pick Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. They have the most inflammatory rhetoric. Yeah, they're not gonna pick yeah. Dyson. Yeah. They make good TV. Or Roland Martin. Yeah, like you oh, don't no. like you bring on Roland Martin or Dyson or somebody like that when you wanna have like or Tavis Smiley when you are gonna try to have a logical debate. But when you really just need a nigga to say something to get the, the, the meters moving, you call Jesse. Cause he's gonna cut his nets off or whatever the fuck the next soundbite's gonna he gonna mention slavery. He's gonna do something. To be like, okay, now we got a story for a week. Make it controversial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, and off topic. Plus, Michael Eric Dyson, his his sound bites are too complex for these simple ass people that get angry about everything. <laughs> but he won't just come out and say exactly what he means. Like he'll just be like, well, it's like the brother Tupac said, when you got to get pladigarigiri, and you're like, that ain't even a word. What is that? I gotta look him off the source just to see what this nigga just said. Am I supposed to be offended? I was gonna say, and he'll keep it real by throwing in a rap. That's yeah. <laughs> Which is even more confusing. It's like the great philosopher Talib Kweli said, in order to just get by, you got to be getting by. He's <laughs> like, I don't even know if I'm mad. What they got to do with slavery? But, um, so, alright, so like, you know, I was like, okay, look. Wait, this nigga actually reads books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they get shot. Yeah. So I'm like, listen, man, here's the thing with Jesse Jackson, though. You can't say black people are picking him because we don't vote. There's yeah. no annual black person. There's meeting. no convention. Last time well, I checked, like, I ain't get no memo in the mail to me. Hey, like the fan of a union, you know how they send you in the mail? Hey, fifty dollars, y'all come on down rent hotels, and we yeah. gonna vote. Mm -mm. Like, what is this vote like? Is it the? Is it a write-in vote? Is I don't a, know. Do they have a primary? Email. I don't know if I would trust a black man at the head anyway. I, yeah. I think he'd be stealing the money. Yeah. <laughs> Last time I checked, you better watch the NAACP. <laughs> um, but like. Like, what if, uh, like, could Chappelle get on the right hand ballot? Like, because I would vote for Chappelle. I would vote for Chappelle. leader of the black people. Aaron Magruder. Yeah. I, I like funny uh, people that also are smart and can make good commentary. Those, I would rather have, you know what, from now on, when people be like, oh, man, Jesse Jackson, I'm going to be like, look, man, I didn't vote for him. I voted for, Je uh, for Dave Chappelle. 
I'm sorry that y'all didn't get the memo. Jesse Jackson no longer the black leader. You know who would end up winning, and I'm not gonna get, say his name, but the former owner of the Bobcats. No. He's the type of dude that would end up winning. I would not were you like, were you, oh, I wouldn't vote for oh, him, yeah. but he would end up winning when you know what it's going to look like in the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to look just like you know, that, that certain station. <laughs> if Bob Johnson won anything... I wouldn't go uh, give his name yeah. any credit. <laughs> uh, I'll call, call his ass out. Bob Johnson would never win anything in his life. But um, just black people don't fuck with... Jesse and Al like that anyway but the perception is that we do because the people who get to pick who speaks for all black people on their TV shows is white people it's not us nobody is deciding this shit we don't know it's not like a group of black people sit together and they go okay Al you you tell them we'll we'll be back over here in the corner you just tell them how we feel so um what I was saying so she and I was like and plus there's nothing more Ignorant and arrogant than you telling me black people need to pick better leaders. Then she brought up Martin Luther King. Like, why can't more leaders be like Martin Luther King? Martin Luther King is the Tupac of activism. Martin Luther King is only popular because he got killed before <laughs> he could, before people could really break down his legacy. And people are so lazy, they broke him down into the I Have a Dream speech mm-hmm. and being non-violent. That's what they've broken his whole career. They not. They don't talk about his economic policies. They don't talk about him being anti-war. They they only talk about like he just wanted the black people to be free. Like that's all he was about. Well then, why did the nigga get shot? If he wasn't dangerous, they wouldn't have shot Martin Luther King. That's right. They shot him because his ideas were so fucking radical compared to uh compared to our American ideas that we had at the time. Like he they was like he got killed uh, organizing a boycott over money. Over uh, garbage collectors, where he was at, I think it was in Selma, Alabama, I believe. But he was organizing uh, of their garbage collectors who weren't being paid and weren't being treated right into like a union, like a union. That's what I was gonna say. Exactly. Union. Which is fucking with the money, which is way more important than fucking with colored or non-colored section. So, like, once he started fucking with the money, people was like, "Hey, man, we might need to kill this nigga." <laughs> and like, just because Jesse happened to live. We had time to turn him into Jay-Z, where it's like, if if, if uh, Martin Luther King was big and died at the peak of his game, the peak of the rap game, and lives on forever, then I would say Jesse Jackson is Jay-Z, where he come out with an album and we like the clown, like, this nigga still 40, talking about 40 to new 30, 30 to new 20, nigga ain't 40 to new 50, you know, like, we sit over here clowning him because he's lived that long, yeah, right. but if, yeah. if Jay would've fucking around and got shot at the reasonable doubt, we'd all be on his dick, like... It's, it's complete coincidence that people bring up MLK. If they knew more about MLK, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, black leaders in particular, quote-unquote leaders, if you knew about them, then you wouldn't be saying this reckless shit. Like, the only reason black people had leaders back in the day, because our problems were unifying. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't that the leader was unifying, the problem was unifying. Yeah. There was okay, no, none of us go in the color bathroom. Right. All of us yeah. gotta go to the back. Even Sammy Davis Jr. rolling with the Rat Pack had to go in the back entrance, dog. And he was like, the whitest of the blacks. And they wouldn't fuck with Sammy Davis Jr. You know they not fucking with all black people. So, like, back in the day, the problem was like, all oh, y'all can't go to this school. All y'all had to eat in this section. All y'all can't have this job. All y'all sit in the back of the bus. Unifying problem. You now you can support one dude as a leader. You can rally behind somebody. Now our problems is like, well, the poor black people had this problem. The middle class black people had that problem. 
the rich black people have a, another set of problems and none of us like each other. It's completely different. Like, it's, like back then it was like even if a nigga didn't like a broke nigga, it's like I'm a rich nigga, I don't like this broke nigga. We still both can't eat it, can't That's go to Woolworths. Right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, well shit, I got enough money to go to South Park Mall. So, uh, ha I'm rich, bitch. You on your own. You know, so it's a completely different, like it's so arrogant to say that because it just takes complete context completely out of the equation. And it, it unifies black people into a group of, hey, we only vote for one black leader a year. And, like, it's just so ridiculous, man. So, anyway, we got into it a little bit. And um, by the end, I think I caught a, a name. I caught her a hussy. <laughs> Which I don't even know what hussy means. But she took that shit serious. Yeah, that's very You took it off the argument. You made it personal. Yeah, I said hussy. I don't even know what that means. I just thought it was You took it back to color purple. Yeah, I thought it was funny. She took that shit serious. Sounds like your girl. Honey, you call me yeah. honey. <laughs> yeah, when she was arguing with Mel, and, she, and Honey was the last one, I will kick you in the cunt, bitch. I'll kill you and your child. <laughs> oh, that's honey, okay. you don't talk to me. Honey, what, what do you mean, honey, Mel? <laughs> Everything was okay, but you didn't give me that sweet yeah, pie, sugar baby stuff. Didn't Uncle Winfrey oh, show you in color purple hussy get you knocked out? I guess so, man. <laughs> I guess so. So... Um, I called her a hussy and I lost a follower, so I don't know if she listened to the podcast or not, but I lost her. That's fine. But uh, she'll be alright. But um She'll be back. The problem was that she was so ignorant and then she the next day she woke up with me on her mind and it hit me up ah. like Well, um, what about the fact that Jesse Jackson never did enough for the Native Americans? I was like, what? <laughs> is he what? Native American? What, the, what kind of random bullshit is that? <laughs> like and then I was like so I was like, okay, First of all, that's not a valid criticism, but let's say it was. Let's pretend for a second that I would think less of Jesse Jackson if he hadn't done enough for the Native Americans and the casinos that they got after the white man killed them. Oh, he could have. They might have a casino named Jesse Jackson Casino. I wouldn't know, right? Damn, yeah. How much can Jesse put on his back? He is yeah. one man. She's a, she's she's all about the soldiers and the troops. Jesse Jackson has gotten soldiers out of hostage situations that the United States could not get involved in. Because we don't negotiate, quote unquote, with terrorists and shit. Jesse has gone over there and got our boys back. Alive. Unharmed. How the fuck is this a bad man? How's he never done anything? So anyway, um, so she says, uh, you know, we hadn't done enough for Native Americans. All I did was a Google search, Jesse Jackson, Native Americans. Over a hundred things came up. I was like, bitch, do the fucking research. Why are you wasting my goddamn time? It's, there's Google right here. It's Google right here. In the in the time amount of time that you took to show yourself to be an ignorant ass hussy, you could have you could have easily done a Google search and come back within like five minutes and been like, my bad. Actually, he did do some shit for Native Americans, but I still don't like. Just why don't you just do like black people? Just be like, I don't like that nigga. We do that all the time. Yep, and call it a day. All kinds of people have done historical things for black people, and we still be like, man, I still don't fuck with that nigga. That's that unhidden racism. Yeah, I, I didn't want to call her racist, man. I don't know. But then, I mean, we all have racist moments. Yeah, maybe she had a moment. always calling people chinks. Yeah, and, oh, <laughs> she's worse than Clint Eastwood. So, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. we all have our moments, but. Yeah, when she called Shirley a zipperhead, I said, that is enough. I did not. I'm going to edit this out of the podcast. She'll never know. I promise I did not. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. Breathe hard at a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it? 
<laughs> is it true that uh, Mel Gibson tried out for Gran Torino, but he was over the top? So I was like, that's no. This is not in the script. He was in the He was ad living and shit. He actually brought a Chinese person in with a chain. Yeah, it's like, in this scene, the Asian person is going to come over and ask you to, oh, I got this. No, I don't need to know what to say. I got this. What? Am I going to tell him to get his chink ass off my lawn before I put him back on the railroad? No. Am I going to kick his mama in the cut? Mel, what are you doing? He actually brought a real gun to the set. Yeah. <laughs> Who authorized this gun? And blanks in here? Um, <laughs> they real chinks, ain't they? <laughs> real bullets. But um, anyway, man. Get so, so um, old girl got you know all upset about the whole Jesse Jackson bullshit or whatever. And finally, I was just like, look, I'm putting you on timeout. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna block you for a few minutes until you can calm the fuck down because you're being willfully ignorant and stupid and I don't fuck with that. I'm sorry. If that makes me not tolerant, then look at the last title of the last podcast. No, I don't have to respect your opinion. <laughs> you can't be willfully ignorant and then expect me to just be roll with that. That's not the kind of conversations I entertain. I cut the line off at Hey, I'm gonna be stupid about this, even when you educate me about this. I mean, you were you there when we were talking to Rob at the gym about Jesse Jackson? Yeah, I'm part of it. I hadn't. But like, even with Rob, after I've just told him like a couple things Jesse has done over his career, he backed down. Like, well, I guess Jesse ain't. Uh, he argued for a good minute. Yeah, like he was trying to find things, and I was like, Rob, look, there's certain things within the last ten to fifteen years I can understand. Being like Jesse was wrong, I don't like that shit. I don't like that nigga. I get it. I get it. But that's a whole bunch of shit that happened before that that you better not say nothing bad about Jesse about. It's, he tried to <laughs> didn't he try to compare Jesse to Martin Luther King? Dude, he was like Jesse wasn't even around. Like he, yeah, he was part of the yeah. First of all, I said Jesse. Have you seen the picture with Jesse? Like <laughs> Martin Luther King just died and Jesse right there in the picture. Yes. How is that not around? <laughs> what other place you know? Who do you know that's not around you? That if y'all shoot you right now, and I took a picture a minute later, they would be there. He was he was there. He was his right hand man, dog. So um, shit. For a while, people thought Jesse was gonna be the quote unquote leader of the black people more than Martin Luther King. But anyway, man, Rob backed down after he's like, well, I guess that is true, or I didn't know that. Cool. You know what I'm saying? He was like, I'm not gonna be willfully ignorant about this shit. But um. So he backed down and he was cool, man. But um, basically, uh, when it comes to Jesse, man, he's so polarizing in the last, like, say, 15 to 20 years. I get why some people don't like him. Mm -hmm. But you also don't know your history if you just think he never did anything. Um, and we actually, uh, now, that, now that I don't follow her anymore, every once in a while, I'll send her a tweet to be like, Hey baby, you alright? <laughs> you know, things got a little heated there. You gonna come back? And she like... Uh, I'm not coming back or whatever. Try to make a joke, but I know she's coming back. You know, I got these bitches. Bitches. I got them. Bitch, but because you got bitches. <laughs> oh, no. I got these hussies. Yeah, I got these hussies on lockdown. I wish that hussy would try to holler at me. Um, but yeah. So speaking of hussies, um, Whoopi Goldberg tried to defend my man Mel Gibson. And uh, I got the YouTube comments right here, uh, YouTube play right here. Um, let me see if hopefully the mic can pick this all up. I don't like what he did here, but I know Mel, and I know he's not a racist. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Can you make me a bonehead? 
Well, that you know, language certainly well, sounds racist well, today. Well, again, I have had a long but, friendship but I, with Mel. I just want to clear the point that I want to make out. Let me finish okay, this. Okay. Please. Is that you can say he's being a bonehead, but I can't sit and say that he's a racist having spent time with him in my house with my kids. I can't say it. And so I really just need to say that. Because okay. we all know racists are allergic to kids. Right? That, if you don't know somebody's racist, put them in a room full of kids and see what they do. Okay? That's what I'm saying. You know, I don't like what he's done. Make no mistake. This is just... Yeah. And the biggest story here is Somebody had sex with Whoopi Goldberg? I guess so. She got some kids. Did she adopt them kids? I thought Ted Danson. She may have adopted them. I heard Ted Danson had hit that back in the day, man. I thought Ted Danson did. Ted must have really been into that character on chairs. He must have been drunk because no way. I'm sorry. At no point in time I ever thought Whoopi Goldberg. I wonder if it was the other boy from the movie Ghost. (laughs) (laughs) They say, you know, the dog or the bear. (laughs) (laughs) Her juice must be sweet as hell. Mm-hmm. Before we, before we go, Semitic. Do you think he's anti-Semitic? They laughing because she almost said asshole, and she's almost said asshole a couple times. But like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, she's trying to defend him as this is my friend, so I don't want to say anything bad about him. But at the same time, she's intimating, well, he's an asshole, but he's not racist. So it's okay to call your friend an asshole. Why is he even your friend? I used to have a friend that was an asshole. I stopped fucking with him. Or, I'm sorry, Withers. I'm sorry. Or if you don't say it, you don't say it to anybody else. Yeah. You go on national TV, call him an asshole, and be like, but he's not racist, which is completely different. I let him play with my Somebody got the whooping. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's gotten the whooping. Mm. She, must have a t- she must have a movie role coming up. Well, the Jews, the Jews do control the media, according to Mel Gibson. So soon, she going to flip her tune the other way. Because once the Jews get to her, yeah. you know, or either that she get raped by packing niggas, and we don't want to see that. <laughs> As to the cop, the police officer, um, the know, Jews are responsible for all the wars in the world. That's not anti-Semitic. You know what, Joy? Let me tell you something about drunks. Fighting words. Drunks say stupid stuff to people all the time. All the time because they're drunk. They are out of control. They are not thinking. They are idiotic. That's why I don't like alcohol. I can't say anything about that because I know what people are like when they're drunk. This rant, I don't think he's drunk on this rant. So is she defending so him or that, she against him? That sounds more like a yeah, shot against him. She contradicted herself. Yeah. <laughs> he said stupid things when he's drunk. And he was racist against Jewish people when he's drunk. Now, racist against niggers and being a, a abusive to his wife or his baby mama. Now, that he was sober for, okay? On a whole other note, Whoopi has always looked kind of mannish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But did she have the bass in her voice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just did. She had a lot of bass in her voice yeah. just then. I thought, she, anger, not just anger, but she had a lot of bass in her voice. Whoopi starting to look more like a man every day. <laughs> so we got, we got a couple of letters. Um... Uh, from Isaac this week. Um, thank you for writing us again, man. I was online the other day checking out concerts that were coming up in the next week or two when I noticed that Rick Ross will be here next week. My question, which is sadder, that Rick Ross is having a CD release party in a dinky club in Raleigh, North Carolina that usually books 80s covers bands, cover bands, or the fact that it's a, two, a year 2010 and there are still some rappers who think the height of cool is to have an all-white party? Um, I guess... 
Rick Ross having his album release in Raleigh is probably sadder than the All White Party. But it is the All White Party has been played out for a while. I know Diddy does one every year, but it does seem kind of whack. Yeah, I have to go with Heaven and Raleigh as well. Yeah, I would now. The all White Party is always classic. If I had a CD release party, I would have an All White Party, but only have all white people. Now you can wear what color you want, but ah. any any black people get kicked out at the front. Like, no, I'm sorry, you didn't wear the right colors. And they're like, oh, but I have on a white suit. And I'm like, no, 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 no I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Martin Luther King may have died, but this is not colored inside here. Much of the miscommunication and yeah. invitation. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't even be in the party. I'd be outside the party. Um, I keep seeing people. Also from my I keep seeing people on Facebook and Twitter posting, Mel Gibson is a horrible racist. Boycott all his movies. Why can't people just accept that that man is crazier than hell, but it's okay to enjoy Lethal Weapon 2? Goddamn, I still watch The Naked Gun, and the fact that OJ is in it doing slapstick makes it even better. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a house to burn while getting the BJ. Um, (laughs) I I don't know, man. I I, I think that people are kind of ridiculous with the anger they have towards, like, when somebody says something stupid. Like, am I really supporting Mel Gibson? If I go to the movie theater and like, what about the other people that worked on the movie? Should they not get a check? They didn't call nobody uh, raped by a pack of niggers. Well, mm. well, my first thought also too is, who the fuck cares? Yeah, like, he is not the only racist in America. Yeah. And how many racist politicians do we have? I don't yeah. hear people calling to get them, you know, taken from their jobs and fired. Yeah. Like, and like, I never understood the boycott of something like a movie or. Uh, music or whatever. It's like, look, if I dig somebody's music or their movies and they happen to be racist, that really has nothing to do with each other. Like, boycotting Mel Gibson would be like if I seen him in the streets and I just punched him in his face. That would be more impactful than me not. Like, is he really going to be hurt that I didn't go to his movie? Mm-mm. You know? Like, he obviously... He like, already got his shit. <laughs> like, here's my, th- my theory is this. I'm going to become the biggest Mel Gibson fan in the world. Because he hate niggas. He hate us. And if I'm his number one fan, there's nothing more he would hate than to be like, niggas like me now? Mm-hmm. Damn. Well, he dislike Jews just a little. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I would try to get some Jews on board, too, man. So, Helen, you, you don't have a Jewish, Jewish person, I know. You so. could be a she Jewish sure black is. man, though. Yeah, well, I don't want to be like Whoopi, because then I'll be defending this shit. I just want to be like, yeah, he racist, but I agree. All right, man. Let's see. Uh, we have one more thing I want to talk about. Um... We kind of already covered the NAACP and Jesse Jackson, so I'm not mm-hmm. even going to read that shit. But um, let me just do this article, and then we can get the hell out of here. Uh, love is a powerfully wonderful addiction. New brain research explains why it's so hard to get over heartbreak. Those who pine over a lost love might have a biological reason for their prolonged yearning. New brain research suggests... <laughs> I love brain research. We as a people are so fucking stupid. <laughs> they could just literally say anything. just like... New brain drugs. <laughs> Work on your brains. Um, anyway, fix the issues up there. Brain research. I don't even matter how it's done. It's just brain research. Enough. <laughs> no one goes to school for brain research. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't say neurological data or something. <laughs> brain research. Go to the Yeah, because a lot of people have been mad like they do at the movie theater. They've yeah. been mad. <laughs> Dumb it down. They had to do a like go to the source and be like, all right, neurological data is not gonna work. Mm-mm. Brain is okay. Brain research, close, close enough, done. New brain research suggests getting over romantic rejection 
might be akin to kicking an addiction. The study is one of the first to examine the brains of recently broken-hearted <laughs> recently broken-hearted who have trouble letting go of their relationship. How do you examine the brains of people who have been just like did they is it cadaver research or like <laughs> that bitch didn't want me, I killed myself, but I'm donating my organs to science. You can see why I did this shit. Instead of the brain foot dies. Did they, did they realize that typically it's replacing that person with someone else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the researchers found that for heartbroken men and women, looking at photographs of former partners activated regions in the brain associated with rewards, addiction cravings, con- uh, control of emotions, feelings of attachment, and physical pain and distress. So looking at a picture of the person that Y'all broke up with, a, you know, they left you. It triggers all these things. Addicting, addiction craving. So you might want to eat some ice cream. Hmm, ladies? You know what I'm saying? I like ice cream. Fuck me. I know what you mean, girl. Uh, <laughs> associated with rewards. I don't know what reward you give yourself. Maybe the ice cream is the reward. Control of emotion. You know, crying, anger. That, that happens to everybody. Feelings of attachment. You know, you stalk them, get on his Facebook. Mm. Throw some eggs on his windshield, something like that. Slash them ties. Yeah, you know. And just for those who know out there, I heard that I don't know this for fact that if you slash three ties, they got to pay for them. If you slash y'all four, the insurance company pays. What? Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> That's a burger nagel bull. Yeah. I'm just helping the stalkers out there. Don't be helping these hussies out. Yeah. We're <laughs> going through all this emotional pain. What made you even find that out anyway? Yeah. Like, you gotta block that from your memory. Well, <laughs> fellas, I just heard that if you go out there and slash your phone tie before calling the insurance company, <laughs> you ain't all of it taken care of. Don't let these, don't let these hussies get over on you. Yeah. Uh, the results provide um, insight into why it might be hard for some people to get over a breakup and why, in some cases, people are driven to com- commit extreme behaviors such as stalking and homicide after losing love. Romantic love is an addiction, and Helen E. Fisher, who's the author of this study, um, it, it's a powerfully wonderful addiction. Uh, it's a very powerfully wonderful addiction when things are going well and a perfectly horrible addiction when things are going poor. The researchers speculate the brain's response to romantic rejection may have an involuntary, uh, evolutionary basis. I think the brain circuitry for romantic love evolved millions of years ago to enable our ancestors to focus their mating in- energy on just one person at a time and start that mating process. And when you've been rejected in love, you have lost life's greatest prize, which is a mating partner. Y'all think y'all think it's evolution that's got us like this? Uh, I think it's just a lot of crazy motherfuckers out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like none yeah. of this sounds healthy. Yeah. And, I, and I, is that factual? Whose brains do they research? <laughs> yeah, and, and who's talking about mating partners? Everybody that has sex that want kids. Yeah, brains of the yeah. What if you're on birth control and yeah. you're still heartbroken? Yeah. Like why? Why? What does that mean? Which um, brain did they inspect? The big brain or the little brain? Yeah, the penis brain. Uh, Fisher, Fisher, and the colleagues scanned the brains of 15 college-age volunteers. First of all, these motherfuckers are all in college, which is the worst time to test for anything emotionally. Everything feels more extreme in college. You're more happy when you're happy. You're more sad when you're sad. Once you get a real job. I mean, I ain't saying you don't care, but you ain't about to be studying, you know, like breaking your whole life apart because of somebody, man. Mm. Um, Ten women and five men, 
another reason this study is study is very scary. Ten women and five men. What kind of research is this? You 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 mean tell me they did fifteen damn people and did no? It's not about the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> it's about the brains. It's not the size of the study. It's the motion in the ocean. <laughs> oh, um, wow, that's a terrible study. Who had all recently experienced a breakup, but were still in. And the other thing, if all these people experienced breakups, uh, there's bound to be some crazy and some bad apples in the group. Okay. There's only 15 of them. They've all been broken up with. Maybe it's a them problem. Maybe this isn't ah, the right study. That's right. What's funny is, even on the page that you're reading off of the article, they're selling flowers. Yeah, <laughs> this is a hustle. I know a hustle I know. myself. 1995 for flowers. I'm on to you, MSNBC. Um, uh, the average length of a relationship was about two years and about two months had passed on average since the relationship ended. All participants scored high on the passionate love scale. Have y'all heard of this? <laughs> they just squeeze something on their hand and be like, "Oh, yeah, you're an excellent lawmaker." Is it like those? Is it like those arcade <laughs> machines <laughs> where it tells basically how hot you are and it's just like your temperature means you are hot to try? I loved that when I was ten. I was yeah. like, "Yes, the computer says I'm cool." Yeah, I'm gonna get all kinds of bitches for that quarter that is gone forever. Um, <laughs> uh, a questionnaire psychologists use to measure the intensity of romantic feelings. I need a copy of the questionnaire. Participants <laughs> also say they spent more than 85% of their waking hours thinking about the rejector and cutting themselves. In the experiment, the subject <laughs> the subject viewed a photograph of their former partner and were able to think about events that occurred with him or her. The subjects also looked at neutral images of a familiar person such as a classmate, friend of a friend, or a friend of a friend, to try and suppress the romantic feelings conjured up from the first half of the experiment. The researchers had participants com- complete a math exercise in between viewing the rejector uh, photograph and a neutral photograph. Among the findings, uh, you, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say these guys have to be. They have to be their first love partner for them to Something, be so obsessive. Right? Yeah, that's like, why. Yeah. That's why I said not. You shouldn't try. No, like, the people that are like you should get a range of ages because yes. I think at thirty five when it don't work out, it's more like man, eh, bitches come, bitches go. Be one hand ten minutes like the bus. Yeah. You're like damn, I took that bitch to McDonald's. Yeah, <laughs> can I get my money back? Yeah, please? yeah. See, yeah. The is different, but when you're like seventeen, eighteen, this is your first love. Yeah, especially you women. Know, yeah, you, know? you never been with anybody else before. Yeah, it's gonna be way extreme. Yeah, and college is like but we shared fries. <laughs> I went in to the love. calf together. Yeah. I thought she was the one. We shared meal cards. Oh, speaking of this, a totally different unrelated subject. I saw the first 10 minutes of a movie called Diary of a Tired Black Man. <laughs> that is a that is I thought, oh, this is a person that understands how stupid Tyler Perry is and this will be a satire. No. No. This is a person that was a bitter ass nerd loser that happened to be black and wanted to blame all his lack of swag on black women having bad attitudes and wanting to love thugs all the time. So you think he dates a white woman? He did in the opening scene. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the dude that's the main, the acting's terrible, of course. How did I figure that out? Yeah. It's, it's so stereotypical and cliche. It's horribly written. It's even worse than Gran Torino with stereotypes. Uh, and like the right, and it's another one of those ones. So people won't think I'm just hating on Gran Torino. Another movie where the writing was so unrealistic in the acting scenes that I was just like, no one talks like this. This couldn't have happened. Like, he walks into a room full of sisters that are downing black men. They see him roll up with a white woman. They get angry. 
and then they all go off on him individually, and then they all shut the fuck up and allow him to address them individually and dress them all down. And he has a terrible accent anyway, but they allow him to basically dress them all down individually over the course of about five minutes without saying a word and all agreeing, and then that's the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. Nigga, please. <laughs> I know people. Not even black women, white women. I know people. When people, five people disagree with you, they do not allow you to just walk in and be like, no, Justin, your problem is, look at your shirt. Why are you wearing that shirt today? Did you earn that shirt? And then you just go, yeah, okay, man, I guess you're right, dog. I don't know why I was hating on your clothes. Karen, purple on a Sunday? Really? Like, that is ridiculous. No one talks like that. They would be like, man, get the fuck out of here, nigga. Just go kick up your son and shut the fuck up. But instead, they allow him to talk all, who bought this house? Yeah, she And then, the other thing is, the black dude in this, in this, in this skit, had all his shit together. Come on, yeah. dog. He, was, he she, had no problem. He was paying alimony and child support. She didn't have a job. She was living at his house, and he pointed all that out. And this, and then they go out to random people. This is why, how terrible this movie is. They actually show documentary footage of people looking at this clip and talking about it. So it's not even like a real movie. It's a five-minute clip, and then people discussing this clip. And they show everybody be agreeing with it, like, mm-hmm, I guess he told them, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, how terrible is that? It's like me show the five, I'll show you the five, first five minutes of Inception, and then... It's the industry keeping him back from making it big, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, like, it was just so unrealistic. But it was niggas that you know ain't paid child support in years, sitting up there like, yo, I feel that, son. Yeah, I'm with that, son. That's how my situation is. Like, shut your broke ass up, Jamal. Um, dealing with that former love when Stip... Stimulated a region of the brain called the ventral tagmental area. Oh, they know how to simplify that. Involved in motivation and reward. Previous work have found that this region is also active in people who are madly in love. This makes sense because whether you're happily in love or whether you're unhappily in love, you're still in love. Um, Okay. Mm, That makes no sense. I think one is being in love takes two people. Not being in love is obsession. Who wrote this article? I need to make sure I never read anything. Uh, I'm about to say, I hope when they went to flowers, did Rachel Ratner. Okay, Rachel Ratner. Make sure I ignore her for now. Brain region is known as the nucleus accumbens and orbital frontal prefrontal cortex were also activated. Or brain researchers, I like to call it. These regions are, are known to be associated with intense cocaine addiction and cigarette addiction. So wow. yes, and I I can see understand that because sometimes pussy is like cocaine. It it can be addictive. It is addictive, man. It's, it's I don't get I don't some get people. Pussy addictive. Yeah, some people I can't handle pussy. it. Your, your mind gotta be strong. That's why I never fuck with cocaine or any drug where people was like it won't fuck with you as long as your mind is strong. Like, what kind of shit is that to say to somebody? How can you tell if my mind is strong or not? Everybody believes their mind is strong. Sarah Palin believes her mind is strong. That's true now. Like, I, there's no Real way to strong. Uh, there was also an increased activity in the... In the <laughs> there was also increased activity in the brain's insular cortex, anterior, singulated... Hey, I think I got a phone contract with singulated. Uh, regions <laughs> associated with physical pain and distress. Some good news. The researchers did find some good news for the romantically rejection. Time seems to heal. Really? We spent millions of dollars for that? This is the money on yeah. I could have read a Maya Angelou poem. poem and, uh, that one out. The more time that has passed since the breakup, the less activity there is in the brain region associated with attachment. Brain areas involved in emotional regulation, decision making, and evaluation were also active when participants reviewed their, jack- viewed their rejector. 
This suggests participants were learning from their past romantic experience, evaluating their gains and losses, and figuring out how to deal with the situation. These findings suggest that talking about their experience rather than simply moping in grief may have therapeutic benefits for the lovelorn. It seems to be healthy for the brain to, instead of just wallowing in despair, to think about the situation more actively and try to work it out how you're going to handle it. The results were published in July, uh, issue of Journal of Neurophysiology. And um, obviously Mel Gibson didn't read this. And, uh, no, he didn't. That must be love, right? He had addictions. He was addicted to blowjobs. Right? He was just dip- down. Yeah, and obviously his uh, singulated regions was associating pain and physical distress with uh, rape by packing news. It makes sense to me. So, alright. And now I, can, I, I know I said that was the last one. I forgot to do this. This is the last thing. Uh, and I'm not going to read this whole thing, but Michelle sent this in. It's why can't black people have a Tea Party movement of our own? Okay. And uh, basically, it's, you know, an article about how come black people can't rally around something. But I'm not going to really read this shit because. I think we do have a black tea party. It's called the New Black Panther Party, baby. Kill all the white children. What's up? <laughs> Who's coming with me? You on your own. I'm going to have to pass on them. Y'all ain't trying to roll out to the polling place? I'm going to have no, to pass on them. I like breathing. But I got I got some batons, man. And I, I also hate crackers. Whether they be rich, saltine, or whatever. <laughs> I prefer cookies over crackers. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I don't want to be tased today. No tasing, no bullets. You still pass the tasing for it. You get shot on that. <laughs> yeah, you shoot Black Panthers. Black Panthers never had problems with no, they domestic tased, violence with tasing or police tasing. All right, man. Well, this has been another great episode. Y'all feel pretty good about this Are one. you going to do the number? Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you guys. We have a voicemail number now. And you can call the show and leave us a message if you want to chime in on these topics. Because I know y'all like to comment on Twitter and stuff like that. And you like to talk back to us and... You have topics that you wanted to talk about and we didn't never get to them. But now you have a chance to talk about them. Um, just call the show. Uh, the number is 704-557-0186. It goes to voicemail. And uh, just leave us a message, man. We'll play it on the show and we'll comment right there. So, you know, until next time, thank you guys. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm Say That Again. That S and D A T.
Cause we developing the following, getting played like stone love tapes and dollar vans. Or the reverse of universal, your demise is first. Before you rise, it gets worse. You need a night nurse like Gregory begging me. Stop the nurse, it's what you say to me. Like that's supposed to mean something. You don't want to see fronting in the club. You act, I don't buy it. I got the dub. Come on, everybody, come on, just show your love. Come on, everybody, come on, just show your love. Come on, everybody, come on, just show your love. Come on, everybody, come on, just show your love. My synaptic space commanded shape to illustrate my mind's landscape. The tall grass, the low plains, the mountainous ridges, thickets among the forests, rivers beneath the bridges.